If you thought Nebraska was impressive, well, Minnesota, perhaps even more so in a lot of ways. Granted, not everything was necessarily fully hunky-dory, maybe not quite as much as, as Nebraska in some cases, but pretty incredible nonetheless. Let's talk about the Minnesota game as well as PJ Flex comments. We're going to do that here on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Sunday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. Doing this is this will be the last week was the latest. This will be the second latest of the uh the post-game uh reaction show. Uh, because obviously, as I told you, if you've watched or listened, I drove back from Minneapolis this morning and I'm just getting in. And literally the first thing I'm doing is sitting here and doing the show. So let's talk about the Michigan-Minnesota game, 52-10. to 10. I mean, it was just beyond impressive. The funny thing is, and I said this on the little instant reaction, the stats weren't necessarily like overwhelmingly like beyond incredible here, right? So I, I, wanted, I do want to pull up uh, because I did make some some predictions and such that uh, I don't remember all of them because I don't remember anything after uh, four hours of sleep and uh, driving for uh, t- uh, 11 hours. But uh, I did say that I expected Michigan to hold uh, ne- ne- uh, Minnesota to some season lows. And they they definitely did in the passing game department. Now, that's the funny thing because Michigan had the top Rush defense, they had some success uh, running the ball, even outside of garbage time. No Darius Taylor, to some degree, no problem. This is probably one of the better offensive lines that you're going to see. And obviously, Minnesota uh, runs the ball at a high clip. But uh, as Patrick Barron would call it, a rushing Rutger, or sorry, a passing Rutger. I mean, it's, it's, it's as impressive of a defensive stat line as you could possibly see. They allowed 52 yards, five for 16. Uh, one touchdown to two interceptions. If you take that touchdown off, which was, I believe, a 35-yard uh, play, we can check right here, which if I remember what screen I have here. Yeah, 35. You take the one long touchdown pass before the half away in which Jim Harbaugh admits, hey, we weren't in the right defense. He actually was head of the candor, said, oh, we'd be better with like a, 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 a cloud. I don't remember what he was said cloud with the uh, two deep and all of this. And they said we weren't in the right defense, but uh, you take that away. They only would have gotten uh, what? 17 yards passing. Now they did get 117 yards on the ground. I said that they were going to have season lows in both. They, they ended up having it just in passing 52 yards through the air. That's the least amount since, uh, I mean, a couple times last year, at Illinois, they had 38 yards. They had 64 against Northwestern, 87 against Iowa. So Nebraska has done that every now and again against Bowling Green, 59. Uh, but usually that's coupled with a stronger run game than what they ended up having. So uh, to take a look at the run, what they I, I said that it was going to be a season low, that and they got 55 yards against uh, Nebraska. So I said that it would be around there. Well, they got 117. It's the second least that they got. Right. So and it's the second worst yard per average, 2.2 against Nebraska. But again, that was a game in which they really were trying to air it out rather than run the ball. They only ran 25 times for the 55 yards. 
This time they ran 39 times for 117. So good on Michigan for being able to contain that as, as well as it did, right? So, I mean, you're looking at uh, 100 and, uh, 160 eight yards total or something like that. I don't, I can't do math, right? Uh, <laughs> I can just, I'm not doing it very well, but uh, here we, we can tell you right here, 169. I was one, one, one off there, 169 yards total offense. So that is an incredible performance by the Michigan defense. Michigan's defense as a result, number three in the country, Penn state who was idle is still number one, Ohio state's down to number eight. At the moment, when it comes to rushing defense, Michigan did fall after being, the, I believe, the number. Well, they weren't number one, but they were up there. Uh, but they, uh, they're 13 at the moment. So, again, really good marks. But now the passing defense moves all the way up to number two. Allowing 142.5 yards per, per game. Obviously, when you only allow 52 yards, that number is going to change pretty significantly. Michigan still has the number one scoring defense. They gave up more more points than they have all season long, and it was a double digits for the first time all season long. So that is pretty incredible. Now, the offense isn't necessarily putting up these gigantic numbers or anything. I mean, the offense, you still want to see that rise a little bit uh, because it's, it's not uh, it's their number 51 in the country. Remember last year, they were like 22 or 23 or something like that. 24. I was, I was going to get there if I would have kept counting. Number 24 last year, uh, 2021, they had the most explosive offense in the country. Uh, but uh, it, was a, it was more of a middling. Uh, well, no, it was 24 the year before too. So, see, sometimes I just speak but, you know, without thinking. Um, but uh, you would like to see those numbers go up. But the thing is, is they haven't really needed to. Right, like JJ McCarthy's thrown four total passes in the fourth quarter. He's not been utilized at all; hasn't needed to be. They aren't out there putting together a complete game as a complete team. It's been garbage time for the entirety of the fourth quarter every single game so far. So it's the offense numbers are going to kind of lag as a result of that. So I don't hate it, but I still would like to see it up a little bit higher, uh, just because of that. But Scoring offense-wise, I mean, it's right where you need it to be, 17. Michigan scoring offense-wise is ahead of Ohio State by 12 spots. Michigan's averaging 37.3. Ohio State is averaging 35. So uh, Penn State's 11, averaging 40.6. And, uh, yeah, so Michigan is just doing everything it's supposed to do. Now, other stats that need to be addressed uh, let's look at the rushing yards. So Blake Corum really felt like he broke out, like this was vintage Blake Corum. Nine carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. Had a 40-yard scamper, obviously, 7.7 yards per carry. Kalel Mullings with uh, 8 for 47 uh, is pretty incredible. 5.9 yards per carry. Now, Donovan Edwards didn't have the most amazing stat line when it came to rushing the football, but he only rushed the ball four times for 20 yards, so that's five yards per carry. Um, didn't get nearly as much of the opportunity uh, overall. But again, they didn't really need to, right? They, they just didn't really, and even with the passing, 219 yards for J.J. McCarthy and a touchdown. He added uh, four carries for 17 yards. No sacks allowed in this one. So, I mean, all good there as far as that's concerned. Um, it, it's they, they didn't really need to rely very heavily on this. 
The only thing I think I kind of missed, and even though he had three receptions for 56 yards, I wanted to see more out of Roman Wilson. Cornelius Johnson, three for 86. I mean, he, it, that would have been 100 if he would have not dropped that what looked like a sure touchdown, wide open, ball right in the hands. But, hey, he made up for it with an acrobatic catch that just was a body shouldn't do what, it, what he did. Uh, and, uh, and he managed 86 yards uh, overall. Deep shot, too. That was the cool thing. The 49-yarder. That's a deep shot that we don't necessarily always see him have. So a um, couple of really good catches by A.J. Barner. Colston Loveland had the touchdown, a 24-yarder. I mean, it was just firing on all cylinders. Now, they punted a few more times than they did uh, at, against uh, Nebraska. There were some moments when the offense didn't look super sharp. But it was it was his completed performance and the defense with two pick sixes, which I've negated to mention there, um, neglected to mention, rather. It, it's... Uh, I mean, it's as good as it can get, right? It's as incredible as you could possibly hope for in a road game. That's the thing I think you need to remember. This was a road game, right? This wasn't at home. So whenever you see a team go on the road and put up anything north of 42, really, you're you're in a good spot, especially in conference play. Now, yes, like you think of Rutgers, like 42 to 7 in 2018, or, you know, Maryland in uh, 59 to whatever it was, like 59 to 21 or whatever it ended up being, 59-24 uh, in uh, 2021. Uh, I mean, those are, those are outliers, right? When you can go on the road and just dominate a team in their own house, I mean, that says something. Anyway, we are going to continue on. I want to get to PJ Flex comments. I mean, they are so worth beholding here. Uh, if you hadn't heard him, you're going to want to hear this. We're going to talk about that here in just one moment. Before we do, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you've got access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Dip into your own personal transfer portal using LinkedIn Jobs. It's so easy to use. Just create your job listing post it. It takes a matter of minutes, if that. And then after that, you can add the purple hashtag frame to let everyone know that you are indeed hiring. Uh, simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So like I said, dip into the, your transfer portal. Michigan did that, and now they're getting the results. The Drake Nugent one seems particularly big, then they might win a championship as a result of it. You can do the same thing with your business using your personal transfer portal, using LinkedIn Jobs. That's why small businesses ranked LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates, and they do so faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised I'm still awake. Even though I walked in the, picked up Zuri from my grandma's. I'm sure you can hear her little pitter patter here and there. Um, and, uh, she's obviously very excited to be home, but, uh, I'm, I'm amazed I'm still awake. There was a point outside of Madison and uh, a couple points during in, in the state of Michigan where I was just like, I am struggling to keep my eyes open. You know, when everything kind of blurs over a little bit, that's where I was. 
just a lot of driving for two straight weeks, two straight weekends. I have never done that for Michigan. Uh, the longest I had ever driven for Michigan was going to Atlanta. That was an 11 hour drive back in, um, back in 2018 for the bowl game. Cause I just didn't want to fly. I wanted a road trip. I, I get like that every now and again, I haven't had two straight, uh, double digit drives, uh, where you've had to go in season. I've never gone that far in season without flying. So it's a different scenario. But, man, those flights are insane. I wasn't the only one either. I talked to Ed Kangerski. He drove, too, to both. So uh, that's a lot in season for sure. Um, All right, PJ Fleck, his comments. I have never heard a head coach speak like this about Michigan after the fact. Like, do, do you sometimes get head coaches that have some things to say? You know, they'll get, you know, like maybe you'll have a couple paragraphs. I would say a good 90%. There was really only one question that in which he didn't answer talking directly about Michigan. That should tell you a little bit of something here. The opening statement makes it very clear right away. I think we're probably going to just read everything. Um, I don't know if we have time for that, but we might. So opening statement. First and foremost, congratulations to Michigan. They're as good as advertised. I said this on the radio a second ago. I think they're the best football team I've seen in 11 years of being a head coach. I have never seen a football team like that, that deep. I'm not sure if this is true, but I was told walking off the field, I think they traveled 75 people and maybe played like 74 of them. I don't know. They're one of the deepest teams, one of the best teams, one of the biggest teams, fastest teams, strongest teams, and they do not make mistakes. They truly are, and echoing uh, Joel Klatt, like a boa constrictor, and they do not beat themselves. They are very good at each position. They're very aligned with everything they do. They know who they are. They go and execute that game plan. There were times they did it at will tonight. No, uh, so then he talks a little bit. And he, well, he just says, number one, it falls on me 100%. They're a really good football team, though, so you, you can't take that away from them. We got beat tonight, period. Um, after that, it's, okay, whatever. The best football team that P.J. Fleck has ever seen. Now, has Minnesota under P.J. Fleck played Georgia or Alabama? I don't believe he has. So, um, I mean, we can look at some of the teams. I don't remember exactly the point in which he came along. Uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm sure we can, we can figure out if there's any teams like, so this year, no, they don't have anyone on the schedule this year. That's like particularly great. Uh, Penn state from last year. I mean, that's not, you're not going to write home about that. Uh, Ohio state in 2021. I mean, they lost a lost by 14. If you remember CJ Stroud was not exactly the sharpest. That was the season opener on a Thursday night, whatever. 2020 obviously didn't play anybody. Oops, I didn't even look at bowl games for 2021. West Virginia and uh, Syracuse. So not nothing really doing there. Uh, 2019, Wisconsin and Auburn were the two best teams that he faced. They beat, they lost to Wisconsin, beat Auburn. Uh, and then 2018, I think, it, no, he went back to 2017. So 2018, again, no one, any, Ohio State, of course, number three in the country at that time. And uh, in 2017, which I believe was his first year, uh, with uh, with the Gophers, number seven Wisconsin was the. I mean, they they didn't play in a bowl game. Number seven Wisconsin was the best team they faced. They got shut out, thirty one to nothing. Um, I'm gonna go back a little bit further, just for 
posterity. So, uh, yeah, the last year for him at Western Michigan was 2016. They played Wisconsin, actually, of all teams in the bowl game. Uh, they didn't face any other ranked teams. 2015, uh, Michigan State and Ohio State were the two best teams they played. Obviously, they, they lost both of those as uh, Western Michigan 2014. Uh, no, nothing doing. So it's not like, let's quantify it. The reason I say this, let's quantify it, make sure it's not like, okay, well, you played Georgia, you know, and all these kind of things. You didn't play, didn't play Alabama at the peak or anything like that. Western Michigan uh, plays some, sometimes a little bit of a harder schedule, but hasn't really done that. Um, in some time, even this year, not, no one, I mean, they played Iowa, played Mississippi State this last week, so um, not that that matters, but nonetheless. It's uh, still, regardless, I mean, the, the fact that he had that high of praise is super notable. Because he continued. Uh, on the pick sixes he talked about that says the kid makes a heck of a play on the first pick six. We've got a protection route. I'll see, I'll, I'll and all he does is kind of eyes it and falls off the protection. A protection route means it's a go route. It's protecting the inside-out route. He just falls off, makes a great play. It's a heck of a play. And on the second one, I don't think he even saw him, but he still threw it, and the guy had to make a heck of a play, had to jump in the air, make the play he didn't pick it. Here's what's notable about this. Most head coaches aren't going to give this type of praise to the other team. I have never seen this, ever. Like, the closest I think I've maybe seen is Greg Schiano in, like, 2021. You know, it's like, oh, man, this is a heck of a football. I mean, they only lost by six points, but usually it's like that, or, you know, you get the non-conference whipping boy that comes in and is just like, they'll, they'll, they'll spend maybe, like, three minutes on Michigan and, like, oh, that's a championship team if I've ever seen one. The, the Northern Illinois coach, I remember, did that. Um, but they don't go on and on. Like, right, we've already gotten... Uh, eight paragraphs on Michigan here so far. Uh, did he feel like they had some momentum to start the second half? And he said they played their tails off to the end. They were better. Like, I thought he was referring to, to Minnesota. He's talking about Michigan still. They were better than us tonight, period. Like I said, every aspect. We were gonna going in to score to end the half, and I didn't want to give the ball back to them. We were going to go for it on fourth down, so let the clock all the way down, come, uh, all the way come down to 22 seconds. And then we got the first down, clocked it, we knew we were going to take a shot in the end zone. If we didn't get a shot in the end zone, we were going to kick a field goal. We were going to come away with points either way, but I was not going to get the fourth down and give the ball back to them with a minute to go on the 35-yard line. That's definitely not what I'm going to do with two timeouts. Definitely not going to do that. So that was the whole description of the end of that second half or the first half. Uh, I thought we executed that very well, exactly what we wanted to do, executed it well, got a touchdown, got a stop, and then unfortunately we had to punt to them and they scored. Uh, once you get down three touchdowns to these guys, it's hard. It's hard to come back. Everything changes. Then you've got to give it at least a shot, start throwing the ball down the field, and then you get sacked, give it back to them, and they score again. Then the game is out of reach at that point. They're a really good football team. Really good. Well-coached, disciplined, aggressive. Everything you want to talk about a great football team is, they are. They give you nothing. They don't give you anything. Uh, challenges the Michigan run game poses. I mean, it's just typical, whatever. Um... Having seven yards in the third quarter, this one's good. You just said, that's not many yards. They're pretty good. Again, like normally you get the, you know, we've just got to execute better. We didn't play our brand of football and, you know, hats off to them, but, you know, we just didn't execute. He's not doing any of that. He's just like, that might be the best team in the country. And they did that to us. They embarrassed us in a way that all I have to do is take my hat right off. That's it. 
So I, 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 what, you know, I, I, I put the audio into, of course, now that my, my site's telling me it's time to close that. Um, I, I put the audio into my AI and just read, you know, read what he had to say and fixed, cleaned it up and everything. It was just, I've just never seen that before. Never. So let's continue talking about that. And we'll, we'll talk about where I was, I was right. And I was wrong about the Ohio state Maryland game. Uh, but, uh, we'll continue on this path here in just a moment before we do snap into the NFL this season with FanDuel America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, you know what? There's no better time to get in on the action. My favorite thing about FanDuel is you can get paid instantly. That's the most important thing, of course. But the app is just super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options as well, including spreads, player props, over-unders, so much more. You can, you can basically just have your pick, have fun, do all that. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. We're five weeks in. Your Detroit football Lions are four and one. Should be five and oh. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you were wondering what I, what I'm sure some of you were wondering, like, how do you, when you have a basically 48 hours worth of driving, over uh, essentially a six-day period. What did you do? Normally, I used to listen to a lot of Sirius XM. I didn't bring, couldn't bring myself to do it and listen to Barrett Slee. I just couldn't do it. Um, I listened to a, <laughs> I listened to like seven sermons today. Listened to my church, their, their uh, live stream, and I was just like, now I'm going to listen to Mark Driscoll. Now I'm going to listen to Mercy Culture. Now I'm going to listen to Mark Driscoll again, and just on and on. A uh, whole whole Nebraska trip. I listen to worship music. Brandon Lake uh, is big on the rotation for me. That's just just in case you're curious. Um, so, like I said with the PJ Fleck thing, I've never heard a head coach talk like that. I mean, Matt Rule was pretty. Uh, I'm not gonna pull it up, but he 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 had a lot to say about Michigan as well. There was a little bit more of the you know contrition for his own team, unlike PJ Fleck just being like. I mean, it sounds like a P, like a PR that the Michigan staff put out. Like I, I have never. I mean, I've just never seen that. Certainly, Jim Harbaugh has never said that about another team. You know, like when Michigan's played him, I mean, he's, hey, hats off to them. They, they, they played well. But we just didn't execute. That is what you get ninety, ninety nine percent of the time. You get, give them the credit, but caveat no caveats this time around uh a a team that certainly would have the right to go in and say uh that they have some caveats is the the maryland terrapins who's in my opinion who that i mean ohio state still might have won anyway uh they won by 20s 37 to 17 uh, defense really came alive and offense really came alive in the second half. And and as m- poor as the first half was, I mean, you got to give them credit for going out and doing honestly what they're supposed to do. If you're going to be a top five team or whatever Ohio State has been, you, you've got to be able to go out and do exactly what they did. But they looked like hot garbage 
in the first half, and Maryland looked incredible. Now, that said, Maryland did everything they could to lose that game, to let Ohio State hang around. How differently does that game go if Maryland doesn't have one of the dumbest offensive play calls? I'm not saying this to rip on Josh Gaddis, but, and I know they do it in the NFL, okay? But it's not the NFL. (laughs) You're not an NFL team. Maryland and Ohio State, no matter how good and how bad one or the other is, they are not balanced. They just aren't. Ohio State is more talented. So when you have a situation when it's fourth and one and you bring in a different quarterback other than Talia Tagovailoa and you, you are going to use him for some kind of draw play to try to get that one yard, maybe don't put him in shotgun. I understand. The NFL does these things. There are more college teams doing it. it, it it's stupid no matter which way you look at it. Like, if, if the quarterback, if you have a, a throwing quarterback and then he's, like, going to take the snap and then, like, fake a pass and draw everyone off the line a little bit and then run, then, okay, I can see I can see where that's Not that that's even really a thing. It's usually more the other way, right? It's a play action or it's Denard Robinson taking a step toward the line of scrimmage and then every, pulling all of the safeties and linebackers up and then you got a wide-open Roy Roundtree underneath. Um, but it's... You had that in which they should have gotten points. They had the field goal in which they should have gotten a touchdown. I mean, that that could have been 21 points right there. I mean, it could have also been 13. But they were moving the ball with impunity up until at the the second drive of the the second half. I mean, then you had the mismanaged everything at the end of the uh, first half. Drive the field, don't even get points. A competent team would have had Ohio State down at least 24 to nothing. Could have been 28 to nothing. Or, I mean, pick sixes too. Let's keep it in mind. They had the pick six that kept Ohio State in it. And then Ohio State finally started throwing throwing the ball way downfield to Marvin Harrison. It's, if you're Maryland, you have little room for error. And I, I, I give credit to Ohio State because I did think Maryland should should have been ranked going into the game. So, uh, does that change my opinion of Ohio State? Not really. I thought Maryland would give them a game, and they did. Uh, I I didn't put out predictions. I didn't have a score prediction. I I just thought that there was a good shot that Ohio State would look as sluggish as it did. Because I just don't think that they have it all put together. But when they're that talented, that much more talented than other teams, I mean, Ohio State might be world's worse and still go into the Michigan game with one loss like they've done a lot of years when they've been really, really good. So we'll see. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back. Well, the plan is to, to do a Monday. I know I take, I've been taking either Monday or Tuesday off to kind of accommodate. That was more for the travel and me getting stuff done. Uh, so hopefully this week we'll just be back uh, with the normal days at hopefully closer to normal times. <laughs> anyway, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace.